Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you guys are watching this, whenever you guys are listening to this, we're just here for another, and you can hear it in my voice, exciting, fantastic, wonderful episode of the Next Up Fantasy Show. Once again, we are here to talk about a very exciting division in the AFC South. And I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. And who else to enjoy all this excitement with than my two brothers that I join with each and every week. So who did I introduce? Who did I introduce myself to first last time? I can't even remember. That's how ecstatic I am. Um, we're going to go with, actually, actually, I did Mike last time. So, uh, Manny, how the hell is it going? Welcome to this episode of the Horrible Division, where we have teams that can't even break 500. <laughs> so, I'm excited just to talk about the players that I probably won't be drafting. So, there's kind of some irony for you, and welcome. Thank you for watching. And let's I'm I'm actually excited to see who Mr. William is excited to draft in this division. You give me like a few minutes into this episode and then I'll answer that for you. But for right now, my man Mike T. Mike, what's going on? How you doing? Hey man, we're here. Um we're here. AFC South, guys. <laughs> what can I say? You know, but um this is what we do. Uh, you know, and uh, I know the exuberance, we're lacking that, or it seems like we're lacking that. But I mean, I'm honestly excited to be here with my guys. Uh, we're going to talk about the AFC South. And uh, yeah, I got a couple gems, maybe one or two. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Pretty much. That is, uh, that's going to be our theme for today. And um hope my mic's okay. Anyway, so that's my so that so that's gonna be that's gonna be the theme for today. Just all the excitement, all the action that is the AFP South. So let's just knock this out and uh, let's take care of this. Uh, what will probably be a twelve minute episode. So let's get started. Pay the bills, man. <laughs> the very first team. The very first team that we got here is. Uh, them Texas boys, Houston Texans, um, one of the worst records in the league. Your boy at QB. And my and the guy that I was really hoping to have some kind of hype uh, towards to, um, based on everything from what I've seen with him in the Pac-12, what I've heard from him in uh, training and uh, whatnot, uh, Mr. Davis Mills, he just... Well, if if everyone if anyone's watching YouTube right now, looking in the background right now, it's the Titans and the Texans right now playing, and uh, this is this is like a horrible this is a horrible game because it's actually not only Davis Mills, but it's Davis Mills versus Malik Willis, but Davis Mills actually outplays him in this game. But anyway, Davis Mills couldn't really do much for the year when when the keys were handed to him, but um, outside of that, we're going to talk about. Uh, I mean, so, something had to happen, right, Manny? What 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 what's going on with this team? All right, 
2022, like Will said, they were a whopping three and twelve. Key additions, they got CJ Stroud, Mr. Mike's guy. They also got Robert Woods from who? The Titans. And they got the GOAT tight end, Dalton Jolts. That is the pickup of the year for the AFC South. I don't want to hear it from anybody. Um, some key departures. Sorry, but we got Brandon Cooks from you guys. Um, key, that's probably the biggest departure of the AFC South as well. So, hey, Cowboys involved in both. Um, we have the quarterback, like I said before, C.J. Stroud. He is coming in on fantasy pros. Like I said, I do half point PPR average draft position as of Sunday, July 23rd. 10.20 p.m. Eastern time. C.J. Stroud is number 167 overall, QB 24. His strength of set schedule is ranked 13th overall. You have uh, running back Damian Pierce, number 46, RB 18. And you have the wide receiver core of Nico Collins, Michigan scum alum, uh, at 148, wide receiver 59, and Robert Woods at 236, wide receiver 86. And you got the GOAT, Dalton Schultz, at 118, tight end 11. And that is the wrap-up of this amazing Texan squad. So let's knock this out of the way, um, out of the system. Um, with the him being your guys' boy from Dallas, are you guys going to draft Dalton Schultz as at least a backup? No. Mike? Mike, Mike, because he likes CJ Stroud. Dalton's okay. I'd draft him. Dalton's okay. He's just Dalton's okay. Dalton's okay. I'd draft him. Sounds He's good. Laughing. I'd draft him. He's okay. You don't want to start him, but in a pinch, you know, Dalton Schultz do you okay. Now, last year, one of the uh, bigger surprises um, that started out in the beginning of the draft season that created some kind of noise was Damian Pierce, if you guys remember, um, the running back. And he shot himself up into a pretty good, decent amount of uh, rounds as far as like early to mid rounds. I would say to the earliest, I remember him being at like round five to the earliest and to the latest, probably like round nine or 10. Um, there was just a lot of love for him just because of the fact that there was a lot of chatter through uh, Lovey Smith, just saying, this is our guy. He's he's going to – this is his backfield, pretty much. And with C.J. Stroud coming in, um, he's a bit of a runner. Uh, Mike could probably tell me a little bit more about him. Um, I don't really know what to expect with the Texans this year. I feel that it's still going to be – what was that? Sorry. Don't accept much. I'm expecting it to be another down year. Not not only just a down year, but it, it could be one where they could tank it and from there try to get themselves in a, into a acceptable position next year for, for the draft as well. Um, this, is, this is just awful. Um, Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, man. Um, CJ Stroud can play ball, man. CJ Stroud's going to be okay. Um, now, they don't really have a lot of weapons, so – you know, it is what it is from that standpoint. Um, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, those are probably your best two bets. Uh, really, as far as um, weapons go for this team, 
But um, C.J. Stroud, since you want me to tell you a little bit about him, he's not as much of a runner as the past Ohio State quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually more of a thrower. Uh, he can run when he needs to, but um, he doesn't have the kind of speed. Um, and he doesn't really just have the athletic ability, honestly, in a way, like where he really appreciates or likes to take off and run. He's going to only right. do that like he has to. So as far as the pure thrower goes, I mean, um, I guess I can't really count Burrow since we never really started the dude. He went to LSU and then became who he is. So right. we'll exclude him. But beyond him, I think he's probably the best passing quarterback the Ohio State's had in a really, really long time, maybe even ever. So I think CJ will be fine. Um, they have a new coach with D'Amico Ryans. They brought over a new OC. I know he's from San Francisco as, as well as the OC. They like to run the ball. I think having the run game will help. Although Damian Pierce was reliable last year, he didn't really set the world on fire. I think they were like, I think he only finished in like the top 10 for top 10 running backs, maybe like a couple times last year. Um, consistency is the key, but with that offensive line, it's really hard to be consistent. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's about all I have um, for the Texans, but I do think they'll be better than they were last year, but that's not saying much. And I think that the name or the word that you described for Damian Pierce was actually perfect, um, which was reliable. And he didn't set the world on fire. He didn't do um, he didn't do big things every single week. He did get a couple of top tens every a, a couple of times. But as far as any kind of reliance, like realistically, I mean, he could still be good as a flex. Um, I could see Nico Collins actually being an acceptable flex, but uh, there's not really much on this team that I can overly rely on um, consistently for on a, on a week-to-week basis, in, including you guys' boy, Dalton Schultz, which makes more sense as far as you guys not even drafting him. Um, so, so that being said, um, Manny, do you even have do you even have a quick wait? Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I have some interesting stats. You know, I love to, like, have these notes. So I have a couple oh, things I want to say that goes to the ineptitude, garbage, and just trash that they've been spewing out of Houston as far as last year was concerned. So last year, they were 32 in plays – or 32nd, excuse me. Of I don't know. I think there's only 32 teams in the league. They were 32nd in plays per drive. They were averaging about five yards per drive. Um, that's first through fourth down. They're giving you about five yards. Um, that's their average. Another interesting tidbit uh, about the Texans. Uh, they were the league worst at 24.3 yards per drive. So, I mean, even when they were able to get first downs, they, got they more. really weren't getting very many, two. very many, 24 yards averaging about two first downs uh, per drive. That's what they were able to achieve. And then uh, they were 289. They had 289 total points scored for the whole year. And that would be third to last in the league. So they weren't the worst, but they were one of the worst. So uh, that's why we all have this look on our face. I mean, there's not an interesting team to talk about. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. I like those stats. Thank you. So in theory, the only the only way that they can go from here is up, right? In theory. No. <laughs> theory. Uh, my, Manny, what's your question? Um, so Damian Pierce, RB eighteen, number forty-six overall. So you, if you're in a twelve-man league, what are you drafting in the third round? End of end of the third round. The third. Um, you have some running backs around there, and I kind of want to see 
who you would like more than Damian Pierce. I'm going to do some players that are just drafted just after Damian Pierce. So you could get Damian Pierce at RB18, or you could go RB19 at 47 overall and get J.K. Dobbins. Who are you taking? Dobbins. Mike? Taking Dobbins, too. Same. So we think that Dobbins is a little bit higher, and I think – I could say for myself, probably for you guys as well, I think it's more so the offense is a little bit better than Baltimore. I shouldn't say a little, a lot better. More chances of opportunity for Dobbins to score. Right. And then the next running back is number 49 overall, so only three spots is Miles Sanders um, at RB20. So who are you taking, Will? Sanders. Mike? Sanders, yeah. I'm taking Sanders as well. Okay. So this is where I would probably take Damian just because of the um, – I don't know the workload for Miles Sanders uh, at Carolina. Um, he didn't really get much workload at Philadelphia because he had Boston Scott. And who, who was the other one? There was another one. Um, that Kenneth was, Gainwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it. Kenneth Gainwell, you're right. Um so I don't know what he's going to be with just the lead back. At least I know Damian Pierce can handle that lead back role. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but be- after him, a couple of spots down is Delvin Cook, which I'm taking over both of them. So he's going ahead of Delvin Cook right now because Delvin Cook doesn't have a team. So <laughs> it's funny you're you're taking a guy that doesn't even have a team yet over <laughs> over uh, over Damian Pierce yep. and. I think that kind of proves a point with all the people that we that you just mentioned. Um, all of them don't have, or all of them that you just named, <clears throat> as far as Sanders or whatnot. Like they they at least have scoring opportunities. I'm not sure how much more uh, Miles Sanders will have in Carolina. Compared to say, that's a new quarterback. But, but at the same, but at the same time. Um, he does have. I feel that he has more more of the uh, background or the backfield on lock over there. So there, so there, there's probably a chance that even Carolina can score a lot more than the Texans. Okay. So. So that so though so. I'm fu- I'm fumbling just because of this division. So we're just going to go on and move on to the next team. Can I, can I say one more thing? I wanted to make a correction. I think I said they only average like five yards per drive. I meant to say five plays per drive. Five plays per drive. Per that's season. gross. Just correct <laughs> oh That's gross. Um, so, yeah. So, like, best best ball, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, even CJ Stroud, best ball only, redraft, which is going to be – which is the casual play. Uh, I can't touch him. Can't touch anybody. Make, like, Damian Pierce, if I can get him at a, at a good value. Uh, moving on to the next team, we got the Indianapolis Colts. So we pretty much had witnessed the last ride that was Matt Ryan as far as being a quarterback. And it was – we expected so much more. We, we, we expected so much that each and every one of us said that the Colts was going to win this division last year. And 
they fumbled that. That's the best way to explain it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor got ended up getting hurt middle of the season. Naheem Hines ended up getting traded to Buffalo. And they still had a very young wide receiver core, which was still a little up in the air, but still had flashes here and there. But overall, they ended up getting being 4-12-1. And, and let's just generally see if there's anything new on the horizon. Manny, what do you got? All right. To the Colts, record 4-12. and 12. And uh, their key addition is quarterback Anthony Richardson uh, out of Florida. And uh, Isaiah McKenzie actually signed with them as well. Key departures. Matt Ryan, even though he wasn't starting by the end of the season. Um, you also have – so your quarterback is Anthony Richardson, number 109 overall, um, QB 14. So this is – just remember that C.J. Stroud was QB 24. Anthony Richardson is QB 14, 10 spots higher. Strength of schedule is ranked 11th overall. You got your running back, Jonathan Taylor, number 10 overall, RB 5. Uh, wide receiver, Michael Pittman, number 70, wide receiver 29. Alec Pierce at 176, um, wide receiver 69. And then you have Isaiah McKenzie. I didn't get his stats. I must have accidentally deleted it, but he's up there as well. Um, tight end, Jill, little, the side I looked at, you have Mo Alex Cox, right, that started. But they actually have Woods, Jelani Woods starting at uh, 244 overall, tight end 34. Um, actually, I want to go to Mike first. Um, generally, what are your thoughts about this team? Um, I like Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think he could have a bounce back year. I think last year he was a little bit unlucky and then he had a couple of injuries that kind of, you know, um, hindered him. Um, I actually thought he was RB1 throughout the whole league last year, um, prior to the year, uh, seeing how everything had happened. Um, so I, I like him. I like Michael Pittman. I think you said he was wide receiver 29. I think that's a decent value for Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman showed that he can be a reliable fantasy player, you know, if he gets the, the chance to be so. Um, but I think Anthony Richardson's a little too high. I mean, well, I wouldn't draft him at all, personally. Um, I just really don't draft rookie quarterbacks in fantasy. But um, him being that much higher than Stroud, I'm assuming it's only because of the weapons he has that Stroud doesn't have. I mean, he has a couple more pieces to play with. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He's not really a – he has a cannon um, as far as his arm goes, but he's not really accurate. So I don't really – him being quarterback 14, kind of surprising to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Taylor and I like Pittman. That's about it. It's kind of a shame that there really isn't much to say about these teams. Um, but, um, yeah, let's, 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 give, let's give Jonathan Taylor a little bit of a bounce back. Um, I explained my reasons last year why I didn't like Jonathan Taylor over – well, we were – discussing Taylor versus McCaffrey last year. And I explained my reasons. Um, but like, as far as this year, it's, I'm not going to say it's worse, but I am going to say that with Taylor now having, now he's, he's Richardson is the, is the running quarterback. So usually, usually uh, running backs that have a running quarterback, they tend to actually lose a little bit of, lose a little bit of value, but we still have to realize this is still Jonathan Taylor and he can't, he can set the world on fire, but I'm, 
I'll still continue to be a little bit iffy with him just because, just, just solely because of uh, Anthony Richardson. And I'm not trying to be uh, super biased when it comes to that. Um, Michael Pittman, yes, I would like to see a bounce back from him this year. He is he is a solid wideout, and I'll be perfectly honest, I can't even think of too many other uh, wideouts that are not even playing there. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is actually a really good tight end. Um, did do did get a couple of uh, did get a couple of uh, top ten uh, love in a few weeks, not every single week. So he can be like off and on. So like those off and on players, I wouldn't draft, of course, and redraft. But best ball, by all means, go for it. Um, Manny, what question do you have? So my question is, <laughs> with Jonathan Taylor being the RB five. 10 overall, you're getting him on the back end um, of the first round. Do you, like, you kind of said the question that I had, but do you do you expect a, a kind of a top five performance from him um, this year? His left tackle, so the line kind of over or underperformed last year. Um, his left tackle um, ranked 28th among left tackles in the uh, NFL. So if he improves just a little bit, I think Jonathan Taylor's okay because of Anthony Richardson being able to run now. They had Matt Ryan. Couldn't run at all. They could they could basically, you know, bring fill the box and bring everyone. Now they kind of have to be cautious about that. Anthony Richards does have an arm. So I think Jonathan Taylor could be a steal in the first round. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. No, I agree. Um I like Jonathan Taylor. Um I think that, I mean, we live, well, we kind of, we're in a reactionary world, right? Or business, uh, fantasy football. It's like, well, this happened last year, so I'm going to do this. I'm trying not to think that way in regards to Jonathan Taylor. Um, I kind of think about the year before last year and the year before that. And um, more than not, he's produced when he's been out there on the field. So I think getting him at that point in the draft, like you said, is a still. I mean, you would have had to draft him in like the top three last year to get him. So now you can get him a little bit later in the draft. And if you're picking later in the first round, you can, come around the second round and have another top pick, maybe go get a wide receiver or something like that at that point. So I, I like him right there. I would take him. Regardless of how I feel about Jonathan Taylor, I still enjoy the fact that he has the top five upside. So if I don't so, – so if I'm that late and he's still there, I'm going to likely pick him compared to um, anybody else who's around that area. Um, because right now, this year, this year has been more about the wide receivers since in, in the in the first rounds, since uh, everyone started to kind of see the correlation of um, how much better wide receivers can be versus running backs. So, like, there's a lot of different running backs that are getting picked late in first round and in early second rounds, and you can't you can't deny someone like. Jonathan Taylor, who's done it before, which is a person that you want to see and want to have as far as a, as far as a running back on your team. Um, and on top of all that, like just like um, I believe Mike said it that Matt, that Matt Ryan Matt Ryan was going to throw. That's all he that that's all that's all he does. And as far as the new running back, or excuse me, the new quarterback with Anthony Anthony Richardson. He's going to need someone to rely on, and there's probably no running back better that you can rely on right now than Jonathan Taylor. So top, so top five, if he's top five upside, if 
if Jonathan Taylor is there at the 10th, 11th area, then steel might not be the best word, but it's it, but it's definitely 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 valuable. Um, so next topic. Next up, these guys that are playing behind me, these Tennessee Titans. They ended up fumbling the AFC South title last year against the Jaguars, which who I was secretly working or looking forward to as far as the win. Um, but there was a big trade that ended up happening last literally last week, and we we short we talked about it for just like a millisecond. We we found out about a couple of Actually, a pair of rookies. One is probably not going to play at all this year. And the second one, I kind of have my eye on. But first, Mr. Manny B. Manny, what's going on with Tennessee? All right. We have Tennessee Titans. Uh, record 7-10. Key additions, DeAndre Hopkins, like we said last week. The guy that wanted to win the Super Bowl and get a quarterback caliber or a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, uh, number one defense. Um, so I guess in his eyes, Tennessee Titans is about to run away with this division. Um, key departures, Robert Woods went to the Texans. Um, QB, Ryan Tannehill, Mr. Reliable. Uh, he's 194 overall, QB 30 this year. Strength of schedule, rank eighth. You also have another key addition, but they, he's not listed as a starter as of yet. It's Will Levis. From Kentucky, um, so maybe that's why he's QB thirty because there's a rookie and a second year that's kind of uh, behind him. You have his strength of schedule is ranked eighth overall, so as easiest. Derrick Henry as his running back, uh, twenty one overall, RB eight. So this guy's going in the second round now. Derrick Henry. So you have DeAndre Hopkins, number fifty one overall, wide receiver. 21 in the fourth round. Um, Trey, is it Traylon Burks? Um, 84 wide receiver, 36. And I cannot pronounce this uh tight end, so I'm gonna need you guys to come in and help me out here. Um, go but, for it. Oh boy, oh boy, he's the Maryland tight end. I can never say it. Is it Okonkuwao? Okonwu. Okay, you got it. Okongwu, someone I'm not drafting, but he's uh, 120 overall, tight end 12. <laughs> just you just you just know that you just know you're not you're not uh, drafting him. No, say his last name. Okongwu. No, no, that's his first name. Is that his first name? Yeah. Get out of here, really? I just been, yeah. I just been saying Okongwu, and that's and that's all that matters. Hold on, let me let me look at this. Hey, Mike. His last name? I don't. I don't even know the guy's last name. Who is he? Okonwu. I'm not too familiar with him. There you go. Read the chat. Let me see what this guy's name is. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Chigozium or Chigozium? <laughs> that, like that. That's that's what I would go with. And Okonwu is the last name. Don't come on now. Oh, it's Okonwu Chigozium. No, it's okay. Okay, we're we're gonna keep moving. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Um, you're right. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> lost. I know. Um, question me anyway. Uh, 
as far as this Tennessee, there's there's some general thoughts I have about about Tennessee. Like the moves, what or with the DeAndre Hopkins thing last week, it just generally meant, or everyone wants to know what's actually going on. I think before the uh, draft or before the trade, he ended up being in the fourth round as far as being picked, and after all that happened, nothing really changed. He's still in the fourth round. His his value or 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 lack thereof didn't increase at all with that, and the only thing it did was decrease practically everybody else. It decreased uh, Trey Burks. It decreased Okonwu. Uh, there's a third. There's a third uh, receiver that I can't think of right now. Actually, actually, I've, I think I showed you guys the stat of career touchdowns that was on ESPN where for, for the wideouts there, including the coach where DeAndre Hopkins has the most out of the, out of the core with 72 and the second highest is actually the coach himself, uh, Vrabel with 12. So just a general representation of what to expect from this wideout core. But um, the only person that really has some kind of, Value maybe is the person that I've been trashing for so long, Ryan Tannenhill. Tannenhill, excuse me. Like he actually has a he actually has a decent wideout now. I mean, he had AJ Brown the year before, but as far as like this past year, he didn't have really anyone that he could truly rely on. They tried to get it in Burks, but he, he but it just didn't work out um immediately anyway. So this so this year he may be a little bit okay as a as a second whiteout. But as far as Tannehill, he may have the availability to to sling it out a little bit more. So there may be some better stats coming along the way for Ryan Tannehill this year. I'm not gonna draft him, but it's still some something to at least look at. And as well um Derek Henry, we all know he's a beast. I just I, I usually don't like him during uh, at his uh, at his value or for how much he is, but we also know that last year or the year before that's when he ended up getting his first uh, injury or whatnot, and the backup ended up doing actually pretty decent. So that being said, they did end up drafting Tajay Spears this year, and he is a catch monster. So I'm not sure if Derrick Henry is going to be the same anymore as far as being a three a three down back. We know that we know his upside can actually create that, but I'm curious to know when they're going to unleash uh, Spears in general, because I believe that they're eventually going to give um, Henry a rest here and there, and pretty much bring in Spears for. Uh, pass catching um, opportunities. Uh, Mike, thoughts? Uh, yeah, man. Tennessee. Tennessee has always been a boring team to me. I really, I generally stay away from Tennessee players. <laughs> uh, it's been that way the last couple of years. They really haven't had anybody to move the needle, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, when they did have AJ Brown, even he was kind of a liability because they really never had a quarterback who can really like, you know, ball out like that and throw the man the ball. So Tennessee. Um, Henry, 
Uh, that was the first guy that you brought up. I do like Derrick Henry. Um, like you said, uh, I do think that the emergence of Tajay Spear will kind of eat into some of his productivity, but Henry's still King Henry. So I do think Henry will be a valuable player. Yes, sir. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I guess you're going to have to spend a first-round pick on him, right? So you're going to have to do that. But I wouldn't pick him in the top five. And this is probably the first year that I've said that. Um, like I said, I play PPR leagues. Probably definitely wouldn't do it in that. But in the standard league, he's really a nice pickup because you don't care so much about the passing and all that stuff. Right. But this year, regardless of the league, I probably wouldn't pick him in the top five, maybe not the top seven. Um, he'd probably be somewhere after that for me. Um, besides that, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he's – if you want him to pick him up as your QB2, I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you don't want him to be leading your team. Um, he's just – we've seen Ryan Tannehill. We know that he's limited. I don't want to hate on the guy. He's a gamer, but he's a very limited passer of the ball. And then bring up the pass catching stats. Like, okay, they have DeAndre Hopkins. I like DeAndre Hopkins, but I think that he's kind of coming to a decline. Right. Um, I think he's slowly declining, and I don't think that he's the same D-Hop that we remember when he was with Houston. So I do think he'll make an impact, but not – I'm probably putting D-Hop – this is, might be a bold take, but I'm probably putting D-Hop outside the top 15 wide receivers this year. Like when it's all said and done, I think he'll be outside of your top 15. So I'm not really trying to get D hop either. So yeah, as far as the Titans are concerned, Henry, if he's the right time and probably only Henry. You, uh, you good, you good there, Manny? Yeah. This team made me choke. Ah, (laughs) Just like they do. Facts. Um, so I'm actually curious for both of you. Um, with Mike saying that they might be, he might be outside of the top fifteen. He's going in the fourth round, so he's a little bit beyond. I, I believe I'm pretty confident that that's past uh, the top fifteen as far as being picked. With him being in the fourth round, would you would you give him a shot? Nope. Not at all. Not at all. And I wouldn't either. And I, I know his ADP has him beyond the top 15. I'm just hammering the fact that it's gone, that that's exactly where he's going to be. He's not going to be anywhere close to that. I, I don't believe in this offense. He was going somewhere else. Let's say the Cowboys would have got the uh, different story. We like to throw the ball. Something could happen. I mean, let's say they didn't get Cooks. Okay, let's say maybe just him and CD or something like that. They're in an offense that likes to pass the ball, push it downfield. Something could have happened. Let's say he would have went to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'd probably make him a top 15 wide receiver at that point because Mahomes will probably give him the ball if he stays healthy. But with the Tennessee offense, I just don't see it happening. The the value you could get in the fourth round for upside compared to like if DeAndre Hopkins stays your wide receiver 24, there's so much upside. Let me I'll give you guys a couple examples of wide receivers going around him. Just above him is scary Terry. Mm-hmm. Then we have a, a wide receiver we're going to talk about next, Kelvin Ridley. Um, below him, you could get George Kittle, you could get Delvin Cook, you could get DJ Moore, Alexander Madison, Christian Watson, which has more upside, I think, than DeAndre Hopkins, which is crazy to say. Right. Um, you have Jerry Judy. I know that's uh is it Mike's guy? Uh Jerry Judy or Will's guy, one of the two. I, I don't know. There's so many upside players around this batch of pool why 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 go with deandre hopkins 
I'm actually gonna give I'm gonna give DeAndre Hopkins like a smidge bit of an opportunity. I think for I think for the fourth round, I mean there's gonna be better running backs that I would prefer to pick over over DeAndre Hopkins. But again, if there's the opportunity to get if if he drops to like a fit to a fifth, I would consider him. Um I could see him being there late fourth, early fifth. If he's if he's in that range, I'm gonna say maybe, especially if I'm gonna be in that turn where I could probably pick up one of those running backs that I would that I would have probably wanted in anyway. But See, this is where the problem with some fantasy players get, though. Mm-hmm. And Mike, let me know if I'm right, because this is kind of like contradicting what you're saying. People see a name and they think that it's the name, like they're going to get that value rather than getting the new the new guy that has a high ceiling, low floor. DeAndre Hopkins actually has a low floor and his ceiling, his ceiling's not that high. Um, my reasoning Tannehill gets hurt. He's with a rookie quarterback or Malik Willis that can't throw the we seen what Malik Willis can do. And you got Will Levis as a rookie quarterback, which I mean you had Kyler Murray and he wasn't getting the ball then. He was complaining about that. DeAndre Hopkins has a little hot head temper if he's not getting the ball either. And it can turn south really quick. No, I agree with what you're saying. I was gonna say the same right before you said that I was thinking the same thing. Like if you're drafting DeAndre Hopkins. At that point in the draft, round four, round five, you're drafting him based off name. I think I'm. That's what you're you're doing. That's what you're doing, and that's okay. But that's not how I would want to draft. I think the only reason why I'm giving DeAndre Hopkins just the slightest of an opportunity is of how, um, of pretty much how Tannehill played at least with AJ Brown, and the fact that he created not not exactly value out of AJ Brown but there was some there was some decent spots for uh throughout the year for for him but again the biggest problem with Ryan Tannehill can be can be consistency but I like I said the only only person that really got that really gained value was uh throughout this trade was uh excuse me was Tannehill but I am going to still at least consider because in about the fifth round or about the fourth or fifth round, I already have like at least my main three or four guys that I know that I want to keep as a core throughout throughout the year. I will also have to see who else everybody drafts at that time. But as the year or as the uh, drafts keep going, there is also the possibility that DeAndre can falter. So just to let you know, if you wait around and say you skip on DeAndre Hopkins, guess who's there? Who's there? Mike Williams. So it all depends on how everybody else plays uh, or how everybody else uh, drafts. So never know. So finally, last year's champions, Dim Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. So we finally, finally, finally saw the emergence of Trevor Lawrence. We saw everything that we wanted to see out of him. I mean, compared to his rookie season, the only, only just like what we were talking about earlier, the only place that they, he can go from there was up. And boy, did he go up. <laughs> um, Christian Kirk did his thing last year. 
Um, he was a he was on it. He was one of the biggest steals in last year's uh, fantasy drafts. Uh, Travis Etienne ended up being a, a household name after missing out his rookie year. No James Robinson. Trade from trade in the middle of the middle of the uh, middle of the year last year, and actually I think he just signed literally with the with the New York Giants, and I think that would make more sense because of the Saquon Barkley situation. So, with all that being said, Mister Manny, tell me something positive about these Jags. I don't have anything positive. These this is the most overrated team this year, um, in my opinion. Jaguars <laughs> record nine and eight. They were nine and eight, and we're talking about how they were a step above the whole rest. Yes, because they're in this crap division. They got to play this team, these teams, what a total of six times to get to their nine wins. So overrated team, my opinion. Hate me if you're a Jaguars fan. I don't care. The additions, Kelvin Ridley. Yes, he is a stud. He got suspended for a year because what? He gambled when he was off. Oh well. People gamble. We're degenerates here. I like him this year, actually. Key departments, no one. Quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence, number 56 overall, QB 8. Uh, strength of schedule is 12th overall. RB1, Travis Etienne, number 33 overall, RB13. They also got a rookie named Tank is Tank uh, Bigsby. Bigsby. Bigsby, Bigsby <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um Probably won't play much with Travis Etienne. Uh, wide receiver Kelvin Ridley, like I said, number 48 overall, wide receiver 19. Uh, Zay Jones uh, is the third choice at 162, wide receiver 64. And then you got Christian Kirk, like Will said, 67 overall, wide receiver 28. And then you also have a tight end that everyone knows, Evan Ingram, number 91 overall, tight end 8. So this is actually an interesting team. Like I know, I know you're saying, I know you said that they're that they're overrated or whatnot, and that's okay to that's okay to think about that or think that. But um, they are a lot of these, a couple of the <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of these players that ended up joining them. I kind of not to not to do in a like a side by side immediate comparison. And not by the way that they play, or not by the opportunities that they're going to have. But, and I and I had to emphasize that. Um, I kind of compare them to the Denver Nuggets of this year, and the reason or of this past year, and the reason why. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Not, and that's why I said what I said. Not because of them being champions, because they're not going to be champions. The reason why I say that is because if you actually look at the player structure of the nuggets they're kind of a bit of an out like a bit of an outcast team where they have a couple of players who who we know are actually kind of good but where they came from originally did not actually get to where they actually wanted to be when they first started like aaron gordon um being in orlando um jeff green who played for like three quarters of the of the teams in the league anyway um among and there's there was at least one more that i can't think of or that i can think of on top of my head but the general point of that is like they have a good mixed bag of decent talent but as far as them trying to mash it up together they have the opportunity to someone make something happen with them adding evan ingram 
with them uh, getting Calvin Ridley, uh, Travis Etienne getting his groove back from his rookie from his uh, for his official rookie year, and Tank Tank Bigsby, who's just as good as a pass catcher as Tajay Spears, can go can can actually be someone a little bit interesting this year. Uh, would I draft him immediately or would I draft him right away? No, but it's something that I would actually keep an eye out on if Travis Etienne uh, kind of slips. So that's that's the reason why the comparison. No, I'm not saying they're going to win a damn championship. Stop shaking your head, Manny. Mike, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that Denver thing, but it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you have that. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I, I explain myself. Trying to so. do, but I don't know. Who's but, Joker in this um, scenario? Oh, I told you guys I had a gem for you. And you guys have already spoke on him a couple times. My gem, and I don't know, maybe this is for a dynasty league, right? We never talked about dynasty leagues, but maybe for one of those. But my gem is Tank Bigsby, man. That's all I'm going to say. He's a beast. I don't know if he'll get the opportunity to do what he needs to do, but let's say something were to happen to Travis Etienne. They're going to – I said his name right this time, too. They're going to be in good hands – with Tank Bixby. I really, really like that kid. So that's kind of just a thought. If you're like in the last round of your draft and you don't know what to do, take a flyer on Tank Bixby. He might he might do something for you. Uh, but with that being said, I like the Jaguars. I do. And shout out to my man Brad. You guys, you guys know always shout out my boys who like these certain teams. Shout out to my man Brad. Miami was fun. We got to do it again. But, Brad's going to uh, have a disappointing year. <laughs> he might. And, and, and if he does, he'd be used to it. So it, it wouldn't hurt Brad too bad. But um. I like the Jaguars. I do. But I want to just say before we crown them, we have to think of a couple of things. The Jaguars kind of got hot last year at, at a certain time. And a lot of their stats look better because they got hot at that time. Like, I think Trevor Lawrence had 25 touchdowns last year, which really isn't that great for a quarterback. But 13 of those 25, which is like just about 50 percent, a little more than 50 percent, 13 of those 25 were like through weeks 10 to 15 when they were like on that five-game winning streak. So for him to be QB8, mm, he's just not elite. Like, I know they want him to. He has the nice hair. He looks the part. He's that guy. But I just – I think that's a little high in the draft for what he's shown us so far. When I might rather have somebody like Geno Smith at that point in the draft, personally, who doesn't get talked about like that, but I just feel like it's probably has shown the same ability as Trevor Lawrence, and you could probably even get him lower. You can definitely get him lower. So that's how I feel about him. Um, I do like the Calvin Ridley addition, though, like you guys said. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be great for them. Uh, Lawrence did need somebody who can beat man press coverage. Ridley can do that. I think that's going to be great. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, ETN will be fine. But I do think Bigsby will get some run into. Some run into. But uh, ETN will be fine. ETN did well last year. But ETN's another one who wasn't really consistent. Kind of had some games where he popped. But if you're starting him every week, if you're starting him every week, he wasn't always consistent. So you might have some ups and downs with him. Might have some ups and downs, but he's a good player. Um, but that being said, uh, well, then they have Evan Ingram. And then, like you said, they also have Kirk, who I hate because every time I've had Christian Kirk, he's never performed for me. But he did perform last year, so I have to give him his flowers. Right. So they definitely have more pieces for fantasy than any other team in the division. So I'll give them that. But like Manny said, I think they're a little overrated only because I think everybody's just ready to crown them and push them up to the upper echelon. And I'm not quite sure they're ready to make that that move yet. I got I got some I got something for you, Will and Mike. 
and, and the people listening. Since week 12 and on, like what Mike was saying, when he went hot, right? He beat the Ravens um, in week 12 without Lamar Jackson. He threw – he fumbled twice, lost it one time. He beat – he lost to the Lions, the Detroit Lions. Um, he beat the Titans, so Titans. We just talked about how bad they were. Um, Malik Willis was the quarterback at that time. They did beat the Cowboys. My Cowboys has a heartful overtime loss. He, But in that game, he threw an interception. He lost a fumble. This is Trevor Lawrence. Then they beat the Jets. The Jets were horrible at this time. Um, they were probably tanking, right, at this time. He lost. He got uh, had a fumble that game. Beat the Texans, another team that was trying to tank. Uh, had an interception. Fumbled, but didn't lose it this time. Then the last week, he beat the Titans again. Malik Willis. Had uh, another fumble. So, Every week he's like at least got a fumble or interception. And the schedule he had, Texans, Jets, uh, Ravens without Huntley or without Lamar Jackson. You got the Lions. They lost to the Lions. This team isn't what it what it's cracked up to be where people are hype on. They're hype because they won those games. Well, guess what? Half those teams were tanking at the time. Okay, so right now, regardless, they still play those teams. They still play all those teams in the a- in the uh, AFC South, so someone has to be crowned. We're not going to officially. We may not officially do it as of this second. We'll do our predictions in a second. But as far as the Jaguars, like out of each and every one of these teams that we talked about today, they're they kind of seem like the only one that's at least consistent enough to at least have the availability to get um, the championship again. Uh, Titans, I don't close. Titan is close. I'll say they're close. Uh, the Colts, both Colts and the Texans, they have a lot to work on as a uh, as a team. So that being said, Manny, uh, did you have a question, or was that or or was that it? That was kind of what I would. That was my little uh, nugget for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I just want people to, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, QB eight. Just be just be careful, especially when you're in a league where you lose points for turnovers because he turns the ball over a lot. Facts. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> that's I mean, that's all that's all that's all you can say, really. Um so with all that being said. Well, first of all, is Ryan Tannehill like the consistent quarterback in this le- in this uh, division? Then, no, I, I would still take Lawrence. I would still take Lawrence over Ryan Tannehill personally. Okay. Yeah. okay. CJ Stroud's coming though. CJ's coming. I think he's going to be. I think Stroud's going to be okay for his first year. He'll he'll be. I hate to even say it this way. He'll be good for a rookie. Second year, that's gonna be that's gonna be the jump. That's 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 where we're gonna be waiting to see. Um, and maybe maybe Richardson, but probably probably Stroud more. But we've come to the conclusion, so we got to know who who are we picking for uh, for this division. I'll go last because I have I probably I have something that no one else is gonna have. Let's say, I was say don't don't everybody jump at once. Um, <laughs> no. 
I'll go. I'll, I'll go ahead and go. Um, normally, normally, and I feel bad. Typically, I have like the predictions as far as like wins and losses, ten and seven. You know, thirteen and four. I don't have that decision <laughs> because I just I didn't feel like looking at their schedule. Unfortunately, no yeah. disrespect to the FC South, but it is what it is. But I think the division will break down like this. I think the Jaguars do win the division. Um, shoot, I'll do the predictions anyway. Who cares? I'll just say they'll win the division. I have them at 10 and 7. Okay. Jaguars at 10 and 7. Titans will be second. Let's put them at, what would that be, 9 and 8 then? I think they'll be one game behind. So let's put them at 9 and 8. The Colts, I think, will be about 6 and 11. And the Texans, I have it like 4 and 13. So Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans. Round up so, so, so same as the last. Okay. Um, since Manny wants to go last, I can't wait to hear that. Um, I can't help it. I, I, I got I to pick the Jaguars. If there's anybody that I have to pick, it's going it's going to be the Jaguars. Yeah, it, it will be the same. It will be just about the same order. Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans. There's 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 no way around it. Um, the Colts, I feel, are going to have a little bit of a better year this year. Um, Titans and Jags are going to keep it neck and neck, but that'll all fall out once uh, division play, divisional play happens. And Houston is just going to Houston. That's all there is to it. Um, Manny, let's let's uh, actually actually no wait wait we're going to do this. Hold on. Let's uh let's get you let's get you on big screen right now. We're 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 ready. Actually, oh my bad. Uh, let's go ahead and try this. All right, let's so, go. Coming in fourth, the Texans. Coming in third, the Tennessee Titans. Coming in second, Jacksonville Jaguars. And my no. number one team is the Indianapolis Colts. No. Why? Jonathan Taylor is gonna basically. Put it on his back and bring it to him. You have talent. You have Michael Pittman Jr. You do have a good defense, a decent defense. They underperformed last year, and their offensive line is solid. Anthony Richardson has to be decent. They had Sam Allinger last year and Matt Ryan that both were trash. They just needed a quarterback to get him over that hill. Guess what? Anthony Richardson might be that guy. I'm big on Anthony Richardson. I kept it into like for a while because I think he's going to have like that. He's got that rushing ability, but he could also sling the ball. So just be prepared. Colts are going to win the division. Mark it down now. There you have it. You know, I mean, Colts were projected to win last year until the quarterback yeah, situation. We know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have the same defense and all that. So. I like it. I mean, I, I don't agree, obviously, but I like it. I could see it happening. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is probably the best player. Not probably. He is the best player in that division. So, I can see it happening. I like it. What would you say? Who has a better defense in the division? Out of the Colts and the Jaguars? Out of everyone? No, Colts. Yeah, you could say Oh, everyone. yeah, out of everyone, obviously. You're right. Because um, I guess you want to throw Tennessee in there, too. Houston, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say the Colts. I agree with you. Legit. You know what? I re- well, first of all, I remember when Jaguars actually had a good defense, but that was so long ago. Um, Jonathan Taylor also got hurt last year. People forgot about that. 
You know what? The Titans can eat defensively. They they do, they, they, they they can. Um, so if, if 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 there was anyone out of all the four, I would I, I, I would probably say the Titans probably has the best defense out of all four. Um, I just I like Anthony Richardson over. I think people are too high on the Jag Jaguars. I just think Anthony Richardson could just has to be decent. Isn't their schedule worse this year? Or, or excuse me, uh, yeah, isn't their schedule worse this year as far as who they play against? Oh yeah, they play the every third place team rather than Jaguars have to play the Chiefs. They have to play who won in the AFC East? Um, the Bills. The Bills. They have to play the Bills. Uh, they are. Uh, who, who else am I? Where am I, else am I getting? The AFC North. Who won in the AFC North? Who won uh, it? Actually, uh, Mike Bengals. Bengals won it? Bengals. So they got to play Bengals, Chiefs, Bills in the AFC. Those are three losses for the Jaguars. Colts. Get to play here. I'll pull it up right now. All right, cold schedule. Let me see who's the third place team. So the Ravens did take third place, so that's a tough one, I think. Um, they play the Browns because they're the third place team, and then in the AFC, they would play uh. The Broncos. So, I would take those three over what what Jaguars have to do. And that could, that could be the deciding factor right there, those three games. That could be. Quick question. Um, it's, it's related, but it's off topic what we were just talking about. Did you guys like Joshua Dobbs? Did you guys like him? No, not really. No. I didn't. Because, I mean, I really didn't watch him play a lot last year. I did watch him play the game where they played against the Cowboys, and he kind of impressed me in that game. So I was just wondering why they didn't maybe go with him. Um, he didn't look like he was that much worse than Ryan Tannehill to me. Um, but I was just – it's just a quick question. I mean, I wouldn't draft him for fantasy or nothing like that. I was wondering if, how you guys felt about Josh. Bertrand. He's fine. He's he, – he, he did okay, actually, when, when he did play. Um, he's a he's a fourth year now, right? Like third, fourth year. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, he was he, he was okay. Okay. But we have finally made it. We've somehow, some way, still ended up talking about the AFC South for an hour. So I guess that's a that that's a shout out to us. So let's go. But before we leave, it's that time. Once again, for all of us to see who we're going to talk about next week. So let's spin that wheel. Actually, before I spin this wheel, Manny. Nope. Is there anybody that you want to just throw out there and just project? <laughs> you got you to, gotta, we, have, we have six left. So I hope it's not the NFC South. We go from one, the worst to the worst. Exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, will be the NFC South. Let's go. It's going to be the NFC South. I think you have it. Ooh. 
Okay. Okay. I can get excited about that. Me Ooh. too. Okay, that's good. The, the, the AFC North. Woo. And this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun one. So we're gonna talk about them Steelers. We're gonna talk about them Bengals. We're gonna talk about I just have the name, the them Browns. We're gonna talk about the last team that I always forget. Who am I forgetting? You say the Ravens? Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers. 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 How do you forget the Steelers out of all that? All those why, should I re- why should I remember the Steelers? They're like <laughs> the most iconic, I would say, out of the, that division. Almost definitely, yeah. Steel Curtain. I respect but the Steelers. This is going to be, yeah, this is going to be a fun team or a fun uh, division, which includes at least one team that I'm kind of looking forward to as far as the Ravens. As far as uh, some of the players that are on, that are on there, you can you can go and keep on guessing, Manny, as much as you want. It's just the fact that you'll just have to tune into next week, just like everybody else has to, so that they know who the hell I'm talking about. He loves but, Odell. Um, so and I mean, the Bengals are loaded, but we'll talk about it next week. They're loaded, <laughs> but there but there is a team that, as far as draft capital, as far as value and things like that, He's there is. Him. There, there, there's someone I'm there. There's some, there's some people I'm interested in. So take a guess on who Will's talking about. That being said, <laughs> it is wanna, the Ravens. If, if you want to guess, go ahead and guess on <laughs> the comments on YouTube, on Twitter, on TikTok, Next Up Fantasy, or pretty much our main hub on Instagram. We're not going to do threads. I try, I tried it once, and it's like, no, it's it, it has to be, it, it has to be more popular for me. But until then, for the crew, for Mike, what up, what up? What's up, man? Had fun today, guys. It was awesome. It was a blast. Um, I want you guys to – we're a fantasy show, right? But me personally, you can at Mike Thesis. You can hit me up about anything sports-related. So it's nothing to do with fantasy football, but just so we can get conversation about anything, just so we can, you know, get more notoriety and have more people talk to us and we can see what you guys are talking about. Tell me who you guys think is going to win that Spence Crawford fight. Any boxing fans out there, let me know you think to win the Spence Crawford fight. I like Crawford. Most of my boys like Spence. Hey, nonetheless, it should be interesting. Will's out there in Vegas. He knows all about it, the fight yes, game sir. and all that stuff. I love boxing. Next to football, boxing is probably my favorite sport. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. But it was fun as always. Enjoyed my time with my guys. And uh, we'll be back next week. Just give you the AFC North. I was thinking about Crawford, too. For Manny B and Manny. And if you want to talk to me about Slam Ball, I've been watching a lot of Slam Ball the last couple of days. I love that show. It's back. Show me how you love the mob because I was watching it. And these guys are killing people by 30 points. I wish I could still play it, but I'd probably tear my ACL. So get in my DMs and let's talk Slam Ball. They're out here too. I know. I should I should be. I'll probably I'll probably uh I'll probably grab a ticket and co- and go uh, if not this weekend then then the weekend after that. Um, oh, and uh, one one more shout one more shout out real quick, um, Mr. Manny being Manny here, um, sports card world. The national is this week is this coming week. Um, if you guys are going to be out there, go ahead and go ahead and say what's up to my man right here, Manny being Manny. Um, actually, actually no, we, I, I won't ask I won't ask too many questions about it. I was gonna ask like what are you what are you looking for and things like that, but like let's we uh 
We're just gonna cut the uh, the uh, trade cord. He's not going. He wants to go so bad. I really do. I mean, it's in Chicago. Want to go back just to just to say just to say hi to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and on top and on top of that, um, as far as the uh, sports card fantasy football league, we might start to uh, deliver some letters. And Manny's, Manny B and Manny's going to be on the ground talking about it. So, with all that said, it's your boy Will. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. What are you guys are watching this? What are you guys are listening to this? Mike has the Maverick hat on. Manny has the Spartans. Yeah. Don't, don't. Sense? You better not second guess this. Look, your hat <laughs> is like this. So, I can't your really glasses see what's going on right now. It's a, it's a Spartan. I need I need to get a hat because everyone else has a hat on. So I'll 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 put a topper on next week. So that being said, everyone have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, whatever you guys are listening to this or whatever you guys are watching. As we come in next week with a much better division. Deuces. Peace.